0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this bonus episode of the Introspective Leader Podcast. What you will be getting in this episode is a more expressed version of the effective delegation process that we covered in the previous two episodes. While the more freestyle discussions that Rachel and I have on all the other episodes will always be the defining characteristics of this podcast, we also recognize that some topics are also suited for a more express version after we've sort of rambled on about it back and forth. So that's what this episode is for the effective delegation process. So we're going to skip a lot of the other things that we had talked about leading up to the process itself. And in this episode, we'll just do a brief rundown of the five steps as we presented them for the effective delegating process. Let's begin with a quick listing of the five steps. The first step is analyze the task in relation to your employees or vice versa. Formally assign and discuss the task with your employee. Monitor the performance as the employee is doing the task that you have delegated to them. Evaluate it after the task has been completed. And finally, you will rinse and repeat and constantly look for more opportunities to delegate. Now, let's pop back up to the top and go a little deeper into the analyze the task in the employees to determine what would be good to delegate to which employee. There are three ways to go about determining what to delegate to whom, to which employee. So the first would be to analyze your role as the manager. Now, what you're doing when you analyze your role as the manager, you're looking to see first thing you're going to do is determine what specific outcomes and expectations are associated with your particular management role. Now, based on this understanding, and this should take you a little while to do this, but based on this very clear understanding of the expectations and outcomes associated with your particular managerial role, now you're going to look at each task and see if all those tasks, which ones seem best suited for you to keep. Now, when you do this, You need to be very honest with yourself that you're not keeping tasks just because you like them or that you're afraid to give them up because they can be a little difficult. These should just be tasks that are very intertwined with your position as a manager and that it would be very, very difficult for any other employee to perform. As a rule of thumb, if you do this correctly, a large percentage of the tasks are going to be eligible to be delegated out Does it mean you 're always going to have the number of employees or the number of properly skilled employees to delegate them out but as a general rule of thumb if you 're in a full time managerial role, a large majority of the tasks that you are currently doing if you 're not if you haven 't already done this process, if you 've never done this process before and you 've kept a lot of tasks for yourself you should be able to identify several tasks that can be delegated out to employees. Now, don't just stop with your first go with this. Do at least two or three goes with this and maybe spread it over a couple of days or so just to make sure you're getting a fresh eye on it. And really what we're doing here is reworking this list to make sure you're being very honest with yourself. And also, don't be, uh, don't be shy to get feedback from other managers to see what they think of your list. So once you've reworked this list and you've put to the left everything that you feel you absolutely need to keep because it is so intertwined with the management role, everything on the right then is what should be, could be delegated. And I'll say it again as a general rule of thumb, everything over there on the right that can be delegated should usually be a, quite a bit larger than everything on the, on the left, that list on the left. That is just analyzing a role. The next method that you could use is you will analyze the task in relation to the talent you have. And that's just pretty straightforward. You have your task. Say you've already gone through this process we talked about determining what you should keep as the manager and what, what all else could be delegated out. Now you're just going to be looking at the task you have and lining those tasks that you want to delegate out with the proper talent. Or if you're using this as a third method, you could do this. If you're using this as more of a developmental focused process, analyze your employees, the ones that you want to develop, which is hopefully all of them, and then you're going to match those employees with a task that seemed to best suit them. And there's a lot of ways you can do that. We're not going to go into a lot of details on that in this episode, but just one one simple one is you can use a simple numerical scoring system where you rank all the have all the tasks, match them up with employees, give a, an employee a score for each task employee has a high score, it may look on the surface like they're the best one to delegate that to. But of course, then you'll consider other outside factors besides that numerical score to see if that still holds true. And another just more general rule that I have found that works very well when trying to determine what task fits what employee is basically you take the employee, you take the task, you gauge both their knowledge and their willingness so first thing is or knowledge and aptitude and then on the other side their willingness so you can do this in two columns right so you split down the middle one si- one column is knowledge and aptitude and the other one is willingness so you take that task you compare it to that ploy if if they are very knowledgeable and they are very they had the aptitude for that task they get a they get a positive for that on the other side, if they're, if they're very willing, they get a positive for that. And of course, vice versa, if they don't have the knowledge or aptitude, or if they don't have the willingness. So as a general rule of thumb, if an employee matches positive, both in knowledge and aptitude and willingness to a particular task, you're golden. Again, it's like we talked earlier. However, there could be other factors that you might want to consider that may determine they're not the best one to delegate that to. But just as a general principle, if they're plus on both sides in their knowledge and aptitude and in willingness, then this is a good employee to delegate that task to. Now, if they are negative on the knowledge and aptitude, but are very willing to do it, then you have to determine, is this a good task to develop them while I'm delegating it to them? If, If it is, And generally, that needs to be low stakes, something not too overly complex, and something that if it does not go as well as you would like it to, there's not going to be major negative outcomes, then that's when you can make your decision if this is a good task to use a developmental tool to bring that knowledge and aptitude out. Now, on the other side, let's say the employee has a high degree of knowledge and aptitude for this task, but has a low willingness. Now that's where you have to determine, first of all, why are they seeming unwilling to do it? Having a discussion with the employee, find out what's going on. And your decision to move forward from there, how you're going to move forward with the delegation is so contextual to the situation that we're not going to go allotted to that. But that where you as a manager, you have to determine if that willingness can be changed or if that willingness is actually as low as you originally thought it would be. And if it's not too low and you don't really have any other options, you could, you could move forward with that delegation of that task to that employee, but you definitely wouldn't want to step up your monitoring game when you do delegate that task. Because if there is a lower level willingness, you want to make sure the employee is sticking with the task. Now, then you come across an employee that does not have the knowledge or aptitude and is not willing to do it. Again, unless it is your only employee and is something you really delegate, at, need to delegate, I recommend not delegating to this employee until you address both of those areas. So for knowledge and aptitude, of course, it would be development. But if they're also negative in the willingness, you will have to actually address that first because if they're not willing to do the task, it probably aligns with them also not being willing to learn the knowledge needed to do this task and to be developed further for they will have the aptitude for this task. But again, that's something you're going to have to determine why both of those scores are uh, are low and determine if, when, and how you're going to address that with the employee. Now, that was the first step of this process, which was analyzing the tasks in relation to your employee or employees. The next one is you will now, once you've determined what employee you're going to assign a task to, now you're going to formally assign and discuss that task with that employee. Now, the depth and the intricacy of this discussion is can vary greatly. Depending on a lot of factors, but some of the major ones, of course, is the nature of the task, how com- complex it is, the degree of knowledge and ability of the employee taking that task, related to that task. Again, as we discussed, their willingness to that task, the timeline for that task. It could involve a lot of factors, but even the ones where you determine that the employee is highly knowledgeable, they're highly willing to do it, and you have a lot of confidence in them being able to do it without a lot without a lot of uh, mentorship or development from you. You still need to have at least an initial discussion to make sure that you are both on the same sheet. Now, for those tasks that you're delegating that to an employee that you feel is going to need a little more intensive monitoring as you go throughout the process, really recommend. First of all, once you have the discussion, make sure you get it in writing. Again, this isn't more of really a CYA. It's more just that there's a complete understanding. And I also recommend, especially, again, if a newer employee or an employee that's doing a task they hadn't done before, have them write down what you discussed and what all the parameters are for this task that they're going to be performing to make sure there's full understanding on their part, then you can review it and correct it anything that doesn't seem right with what y'all discuss. But some of the main things you're going to discuss with an employee if you're having one of these more intensive, formal discussions, of course, you're going to discuss the timeline. You're going to discuss the exact nature of the task. You're going to discuss the sources that they're going to need, the resources that they're going to need, all of the stakeholders that are involved in the process, And you're going to discuss any checkpoints that come along. So you're going to have that final finish date. But there could be earlier, say, checkpoints or finish dates that you have that goes out through a process, depending on how complex it is. And there could be a lot of other things that you might want to discuss. But there are some of the major ones when you're sitting down and having that formal discussion. I'll say it one more time. If you've really never delegated this task to that employee, really make sure you document this down. And I highly recommend having them document it down. It could be as simple as an email and then having them send that email to you just to make sure that both of you took the same information out of that formal discussion. Now, we're going to move on. After we've had that formal discussion, we're going to move on to the monitoring phase. So basically, after that discussion, they start performing the task. What you're going to do on this, monitoring is just basically making sure the employee is staying on track. And again, like all the other steps, this could vary greatly on its complexity depending on how complex the actual task is or how inexperienced or experienced the employee is. This could be just checking in once in a while, as simple as that, just saying, how's it going? It's going great maybe just getting a little bit more facts than that, but not much more than that. That's sort of how you would approach it if you had an employee that was already well-skilled, well-trusted, had done this task or things close to this task before. You probably wouldn't need an intensive monitoring phase. However, if you have a situation where you're tasking something to an employee that either they are pretty inexperienced or they're just inexperienced with that particular task, or you're not 100% convinced of their willingness to do the task. That's where you would want to be having greater number of check-ins and more detailed check-ins. This is where you are having those conversations. Here's the thing. This is the tricky balance, and you it's so contextual. Can't really give you too much here because you can only decide in the situation itself. The balance is, you don't want to seem like you're micromanaging the employee. If they seem to have it well under control, they're familiar with it, they're doing a good job. You don't want to be over their back all the time, where it seems like you're disempowering them performing the task. Because if you're constantly do that, doing that in this kind of situation, where the employee seems to be on track well and performing the task well and meeting the meeting the benchmarks and the and the general guidelines and expectations that you had discussed. You don't want to demotivate them or feel like you you still own this task because the whole point is to give this task out for you do not have to have the same kind of mental energy on it or this be such a time suck on on you as if you were performing it. So if you're still overly involved in this, you're not accomplishing the objective of getting this off your plate, but also just as importantly... You're also, whether you know it or not, you could be disempowering that employee of yours. However, on the other side, if you know you have an employee that this is a new task for them and or they have a lower level of willingness, then you don't want to undermanage. also. So you want to make sure you're getting in there and checking them. Again, this is very dependent on so many factors to include the employee themselves and the complexity of the task you as the manager, many, many things, but always keep on those in mind that you're always trying to find that right balance of empowering them, but also not leaving them out to dry to fail because maybe you weren't checking in as much as you should. And once the monitoring phase is over, which only ends after the task has been completed and been performed, then you move into the evaluation stage. Now this stage comes postmortem, hopefully a good postmortem. So remember, first thing, once the employees perform the task, if it is too standard, again, to established organizational standards, not necessarily your own standard of personal perfection. If it is performed to standard, make sure very quickly, and I suggest leading up front with this, leading up front with telling them good job, they met the standard, you appreciate it, any kind of other true honest niceties that you want to throw in there. Then quickly after that is where you're going to proceed in your evaluation. And this should be also a formal discussion that you have with your employee, especially if this is something that you've delegated for the first time to them or they're a new employee. Make sure you have this formal discussion where you're now going to evaluate how how this went for the employee. Now, remember what I really recommend when you have this discussion with the employee let them lead a lot of this discussion because what you want to see is is you want to see the employee tell you about what they thought went right what they thought went wrong if you pull them in and you immediately start going yeah good job you met the standard this is what i thought went right this is what didn't go right this is what we'll do next time well guess what you did you just spent all that time through the delegation of this task Of empowering and building this employee up. And then, in those few words, by you just taking charge of this meeting of something they had accomplished, because you delegated it to them, you just pulled all that back from them. So let them sort of lead the conversation. I have found that the vast majority of the time, if you let them lead the conversation, often they will point things out that could have been better. More quickly and sometimes more things than you would have as the manager. And if they don't, if they do miss something or they miss a whole bunch of it, you as the manager, you will be able to find opportunities to work that in. Any managers that are skilled at having discussions with employees, and that is something you should become skilled at if you're not, you will be able to find opportunities to add that feedback in there without seeming like you've hijacked the conversation right out from the start. And another important thing of them leading with it and them telling you how the process went and what they thought they got wrong, what they thought they got right, and what they think maybe we should do next time is you get to see how they're thinking about the process. And you're allowing them another exercise of thinking about thinking about how they go about doing tasks. Again, I strongly advise, unless it just was a total shit show, not to pull them in there, even if it wasn't performed to standard, even if it wasn't performed to standard, the best thing, if you can, if you can, the best is to let them lead that conversation, because if they still feel committed to that task... Just because it doesn't meet the standard the first time doesn't mean it was an abject failure. You got a good chance of getting it next time if you've got the right employee aligned with the right task. Now, that leads us right into after that evaluation, we're going to move into that last step, which would, if it went well and it seems like you aligned the correct employee with the correct task, you're just going to rinse and repeat. You're constantly going to be looking for more opportunities to get, delegate to this employee or any other employees you have, because you will just constantly get better at this the more you do it. Now, after your evaluation, and let's say the task wasn't performed as standard, instead of rinse and repeat, you may determine this wasn't the best task for this employee. If you do determine that, if you truly, truly believe that after you've had this conversation with this employee and you've allowed them sort of lead the conversation, and I would say even have a second conversation if it's complex enough a task and you're just not 100% sure, but after you've had enough discussion with employees, if you still feel that you did not quite get the alignment with the right task with the right employee, Don't keep delegating it to to them. Maybe maybe give it another shot if you're not sure. I I even say give it another shot if you're not sure. Because it's amazing what can happen between the first iteration doing something and what happened in the second iteration. That learning curve greatly diminishes, greatly diminishes. However, once you determine that, you need to have that honest conversation with that employee. And if it was really only about task employee alignment, don't make it personal towards the employee and look for another opportunity to task something else out to them that you think now, now knowing are a little bit more because you've gone through this process, process with them. Task something out to them that you think better aligns with their particular skill set. You just got to constantly be looking for opportunities. So let's rehash these steps again and then we're going to close this baby out. So first you're going to start with analyzing the tasks in relation to your employer employees. And as I said, there's sort of three ways to do this. The first way is look at your role as a, current roles as a, as a manager, and in your particular role, determine what you just believe that you absolutely have to keep as a manager, and anything that you do not absolutely have to keep, then you can delegate out to all your other employees. The other way is to look, just take the task and say, OK, once I've determined what I can delegate out to, make sure you align it with the right employees. But I add that third one in. It's important also to remember that you could also just decide to delegate even though you're not overworked and you don't really need to delegate something out you probably still want to delegate just as a developmental tool for your employees. So remember that third one, even if you've got everything under control and it's sort of slow times right now and you don't need to delegate it out, I would argue this is the best time to start delegating out because when you get super, super busy and things really start slamming on you as they inevitably will, right, then it's too late to go through that whole, not too late, sorry, let me back up on that it's gonna be a lot more difficult to delegate out. So I argue the time where you don't really feel the pressing need to delegate out, that's the very time you should be delegating out. So once you've analyzed the task and everything, and you've decided what employees will perform what task, that's where you're gonna sit down and have that formal discussion with that employee. Once you've had that formal discussion and you've assigned that task to them, you set all the parameters, Once they start that task, that's when you're going to start the monitoring phase. And the only thing I'll say on that is remember the monitoring phase, how deep you get into the monitoring phase is going to be very much based on many, many factors that you will only be able to decide on a case by case basis. Like we said, sometimes it may just as be as little just checking in once in a while with a very, very informal check-in, but there will be other tasks delegated to other employees where you're going to need a much more comprehensive, much more detailed monitoring phase. Once the employee has completed all the, the tasks and they've done it, that's where you're going to get back together and you're going to have that formal discussion to evaluate how it all went. What went right? What went wrong? What will we do going forward? But remember, as I said, I want to make sure I say this one more time. If at all possible, unless it just went horribly wrong, unless it went horribly wrong, let the employee lead this discussion. For they can still own it and still tell you what they think went right and what went wrong. And then you will find opportunities to work in anything you felt they missed. But you'll be amazed sometimes, and I have been how detailed they can be in critiquing themselves if you give them that opportunity. Remember, this is that sort of last capstone for they really now fully believe, if you do this correctly, this evaluation stage, if you do this correctly, they're really now going to firmly believe that this is their task to own and that you trust it to them. If you bring them in for this evaluation and you just start leading the discussion right off, saying this is what went right, this is what went wrong, You were just jerking all of that empowerment and all of that task ownership that you had given to them. In a matter of minutes, you've just taken that right back from them. And then remember, after the evaluation phase, if it seemed like you did have a good task to employee alignment, now you're just going to rinse and repeat and you're going to get out there and you're going to look at your task and look for other opportunities to delegate to other employees or to that same employee. If it didn't didn't quite go right, and you think maybe you didn't or you didn't, if you're 100 percent sure that you did not have the right alignment with the employee and the task, that's when you make sure you address it with them, and don't give up on them immediately. Often, often it's just very task, it's task oriented. It doesn't mean the employee themselves are bad. We just didn't quite get a fit. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. That was a lot quicker than some of the other episodes we do, but sometimes we think it's good just to give you a quick rundown about what we're talking about. But be sure if you just went straight to this one and you sort of skipped the other two episodes we're going to do, you're also, you're shortchanging yourself to be honest. You're missing a lot of good conversations that Rachel and I had that about a lot of deeper issues that we discussed as far as delegation and a couple other things is sort of got a slightly off topic, but good stuff nonetheless. And lastly, just as a reminder, if you want a hard copy version of what we discussed, the effective delegation process in this episode, go into the episode description section for this episode, and you will find a link to an actual blog bulleted article where it has all this listed out. You can have it for your own records. All right, everyone, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.